Hey there, church. Uh, my name is Megan. Welcome to our weekly devotions. If you don't know me yet, or if you haven't met me, um, like I said, my name is Megan. I am Peter's fiance, his betrothed, and we'll be getting married at the end of this month, and we're really excited about that. Um, I am super pumped to become a part of this church body. Um, I love all of you already and just been so excited to get to worship with you on Sundays. And um, today we get to get into the Word together. So pumped for that. We're going to be in Romans chapter 8. This is one of my favorite, favorite chapters in all of Scripture. Some people call it the Great Eight. Uh, but yeah, if you have a Bible with you, I would love for you to open that up with me or whatever device you use if you're not using it to watch this video. Um, if you want to open up to Romans chapter 8, we're going to be reading verses 12 through 17 and talking about that together. And before I read those and we get started, I just want to say a word of prayer over our time together. Father, we are uh, so grateful for your word, so grateful for how it speaks truth into our lives, how our minds are transformed by encountering you through your word. I pray that you would um, just be present with us during this time as we read it, Lord, that you would use it to um, bring rebuke, bring truth, bring training and righteousness to our lives, and we're excited to hear from you, Father. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so a little bit of context for what's leading us to verse 12 is Paul in chapter 8 has been discussing um, the flesh and the spirit. He's discussing the uh, war, I guess, in between, but it more so it's just like the contrary nature. He, he's comparing the two, contrasting the two of what it looks like to live in the flesh compared to living in the spirit and how now we who are in Christ are no longer under obligation to live according to the flesh and pursue those sinful desires, but we can live by the spirit and have life and peace because of it. And so that leads us to um, what he says in verse 12. So let's read Romans 8 verse 12 through 17. So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and of children heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him so that we may also be glorified with Him. This is a rich passage of Scripture, and there's so much here, but to help us focus in on certain things, um, I just want to present a question and allow this text to answer that question for us today. Um, so my question is, how does the Spirit testify with my spirit? that I am a child of God, or with your spirit? How does the spirit testify with your spirit that you are a child of God? H how? He says it in verse 16 that the spirit himself does testify with our spirit that we are children of God, but how? what does that look like? Um, what is that, you know, how do I experience this testimony of the spirit in my life? And what's so cool about God's word, um, and I love it so much, is that like, it answers these questions for us. Like the best commentary on God's word is God's word itself. And so in the verses that we just read is the answer to that question. And I think the, the first thing that we see, um, the first response to that, how does the Spirit testify, is in the verse like right before the statement that the Spirit testifies with ours, that, he's, that we are children of God. Verse 15 says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which, by the Spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. 
So I think the first answer to how the Spirit testifies with ours is that we, by the Spirit, He leads us to cry out to God and say, Abba, Father, we love God as our Father. And we show that by crying out to Him. Um, it doesn't say, you know, like, it, He causes us to say, Abba, Father. Anybody can say, Abba, Father. Um, a computer can say, Abba, Father. Like, you program it to say it. But, no, He uses the word cry. There's a certain genuineness with that, a vulnerability and expectancy when you cry out in this way for your Father to answer you and to comfort you and be there. Um, I think about, you know, why did Paul choose to use Abba? It's the Aramaic or the Hebrew. Um, in both those languages, Abba means father. It's what a child would have called his dad. Um, for me, I'm from the South. I call my dad Daddy. That's what I call him. He's my daddy. And, uh, you know, maybe you use Papa, Dad, Daddy whatever um, for you that you call your earthly father, that is, you know, an intimate term for our dads. And that's what Paul is saying. This is the children of God, how you know you're a child of God, the t Spirit testifies with yours, is that you will have the inclination to cry out to your father, say, Abba, Daddy, Papa, I need you. I love you. Um, help me. You know, and uh, I think it's Matthew 18. Marked here, yeah. Matthew 18, verse 3, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. This is that childlike faith that the Spirit is is creating in us to cry out and, and to need, want, love our Father. So I think all of that to say what how this scripture answers the question, first of all, is that the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are His children because we have a love for our Father above all else. And we cry out to Him, and we trust in Him, and we can crawl up into His arms, just like we do with our earthly fathers, and know even if we're in trouble, He's going to love us, and He's going to protect us and hold us. And that security, that love that there's between a child and his father exists there, between us and the Creator of the universe. That's amazing. And that is the answer to, one of the, the first answer to this question, how the Spirit testifies with mine that I'm a child of God. And the second one, um, is I think found in the verses even prior to that verse that we've already read. So remember back in verse 13, it says, If you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit, again, by the Spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. How do we, how does the Spirit testify with ours that we are His children? We will be putting to death the deeds of the body putting to death sin, killing sin in our life, because we will have a deep-seated hatred for our sin. I think that's, that's the second way the Spirit testifies, testifies with ours, is one, we will love God. Two, we will hate our sin. We'll hate it. So much so that we will be actively every day putting to death the deeds of the body, putting to death sin in our lives. Um, how do we do that? What, is, what does that look like? Um, well, I think Scripture gives us that answer, too. Um, and Ephesians chapter 6 teaches us about the armor of God. And shout out to James Raines because he has been a faithful steward of God's Word and teaching our youth recently about the armor of God and, and how to put it on daily as we go into spiritual warfare. Thank you, James. Um, but in this passage, the, the one of the last things that's listed, that Paul lists, is the sword of the Spirit, our offensive weapon against the enemy, against sin in our life, the sword of the Spirit. And Paul leaves no doubt. He immediately follows it with, which is 
the Word of God. What is the sword of the Spirit? What is our offensive weapon? The Word of God. Wielding the Word of God. How do we wield it? How do we use the Word of God against our sin? Well, I think Scripture gives us that answer too um, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 5. It says, So then, how does He, God, who pr- provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you, do it by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? By hearing with faith. That is how the Spirit is at work. That's how we wield the sword of the Spirit, hearing it with faith, believing what God has said to be true. And is it that simple? Yeah, it's, it's that simple. We wield the sword and put to death sin in our life by just believing God's Word to be true. In order to believe it to be true, we have to know what it is and be in it. But that's it. Let me give you um, an example of this uh, in Hebrews. Towards the end of Hebrews... In chapter 13, the author of Hebrews gives us an example of what it looks like to put to death sin in our lives by wielding the sword of the Spirit. Verse 5, he's calling them out. He says, you, you got a love of money, and we got to deal with that sin. That's the sin that's being dealt with that's being killed here in this passage, a love of money. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself, God, capital he himself, has said, I will never leave you. I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So what does he do? He says, put to death this sin. Be content instead. And here's a weapon to fight it, the word of God. Remember what God has said. I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. And then in verse 6 of Hebrews 13, he says, so that after we hear that word of God, we respond in faith, believing what he has said to be true, and we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper and I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? How do we kill the sin of greed, the love of money in our life? We remember God has said that he will never forsake us, and then we confidently respond and say, in that case, he's my helper, not money. And I I don't have any reason to fear anything else. God will provide, he's my helper. He said he will never leave me. I don't need money. That is how sin is killed in our lives, by wielding the sword of the Spirit, believing in the Word of God. Man, it's it's awesome. I I love how God's Word responds to itself. It answers itself. It is a commentary into itself. Like It's so sufficient for us to understand what it means. So going back to Romans 8, um, I'm jumping all over the place, but man, I love God's Word. Uh, We ask the question, What does this mean in verse 16? The Spirit testifies with my spirit that I'm a child of God. Well, we saw in the verse before that, verse 14, that, 14, sorry, 15, 14 and 15, that we're going to love God. The Spirit is at work in us to produce in us a love for Him, a trust in Him as our Father, that we cry out, our spirit cries out to Him, Abba, Father, I love you, I need you. And then before that, in verse 13, we see there's going to be a hatred for our sin, and that hatred is going to show itself by us daily putting to death the deeds of the body, the flesh, putting to death the flesh, the, the sins of the flesh. And we do that by wielding the sword of the Spirit, the weapon God has given us, His Word. Man, one more thing I want to point out, that this is not up to us to produce in ourselves. That's what's so cool about this passage is over and over again, Paul is reminding us it's not by ourselves or by our own strength or power. It's by the Spirit. Look at verse 13. If by the Spirit you're putting to death the needs of the body. Verse 15. um, You've received a spirit of adoption by which, by the Spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. 
It is the Spirit at work in us produce these things so that He is testifying with our spirit. When you see these things in your life played out, you will know you're mine. You'll know you're my child, and nothing can take you away from me. That is, that is such peace, such assurance that we can hold on to today, church, that we are His children. And so, man, I, I encourage you, get into this passage, read it for yourself, um, pray to your Abba, to your Father, um, be reminded that, that you are His, and it is not your own doing that makes it that way. It's the Spirit Himself at work in you, testifying with your spirit that you are a child of God. There's no reason to fear. No reason to fear. Um, I love you guys so much. I'm going to pray over you. Um, thank you for getting into, into the Word with me. So, Father, we are so grateful for this Word. We're so grateful that you are our Father, that we can come to you, Lord, and we can um, just sit in your lap and be loved by you. And whenever the cares and worries of this world come our way, our, our spirits cry out to you, and you respond every time, every time, Lord. Thank you so much for that. Thank you that you love us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you testify with our spirit to give us assurance and remind us that we are secure in you as your children, that you have adopted us, and, and um, the name on our birth certificate is now your name, Lord. So, so grateful for the love that you've shown us and for your word and how it reminds us of that love. Pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. <music>